What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast, presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. Tommy Bunn's out of town this week, but me and Sully are here to run through all the NBA playoff stuff and a lot of news out of the association. Um, so let's get to it before we hop into the playoff stuff. Uh, recent comments and reports around our guy Zion Williamson not not too looking too good for his future in New Orleans. Uh, if you're going to believe these reports, I believe it was the Athletic reported that Zion's family or members of Zion's family do not see the Pelicans as a long-term viable option for him to play out his career, um, and would prefer he's in another market or for playing for another franchise. Um, I feel like this has been kind of the feeling in fans' minds around Zion's ever since the Pelicans won the lottery. I mean, there was so much hype about him going to the Knicks when the Knicks had the worst record that year and hoping that they landed the first pick because, um, you know, what Zion was not secretive about his desire to play in the Garden before the draft mm-hmm. night um, and, you know, just being in New York. But... You know, obviously it didn't happen that way, and he ended up in New Orleans. But three years in, three different coaches, or he will have his third coach in three years. Zion's been as advertised, I think. You know, with the you probably wish he's injured a little less than he is, but um, performance-wise, I think he's been as advertised all you could hope for. To this oh point. yeah, um, you've seen you've seen improvements year to year, um, but you know, it's. It looks like Anthony Davis all over again to me. You know, the kind of Anthony Davis just as advertised, crushing it. But well, he was he, he was pretty healthy this year until like the last week and a half, I think. Yeah, yeah. I want I want to say about the totality of his career. Um, because even at Duke, he wasn't. He missed some games, missed some time. Um, how many games was this season supposed to be? Seventy-two. Seventy-two. I'm gonna say he played. 58, 58 games, and I think we missed a couple games because of COVID protocol. He played sixty-one, so that's not bad. That's not bad at all, especially. Six, if and I think a I think those a, are COVID. Yeah, so um, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, so he missed like eight or nine games due to injury. About that's uh, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, <clears throat> you know, that's a good portion. But yeah, he definitely has had some concerns. <clears throat> but inevitably, it doesn't matter. Uh, anyone's throwing a max at him. Anyone and everyone. Yeah, I mean, he's he's going to get a max. um, I mean, you got to imagine he's going to make an all-NBA team in the next uh, two years, Mm -hmm. which would give him super max extension on his rookie rookie extension. Yeah, Um, so I think... No no one's ever turned down, in the history of the league, no one's ever turned down a max extension as a rookie. It's never happened. Um, KP threatened to do it with the Knicks and that's part of the reason they traded him. Um, do you think he could do it? So the, the reason that it's never been done is the other option is you either sign your rookie extension and you're there for another four years and you become a free agent after your seventh year, after seven completed years in the league. Yeah. The other option is, and then you're an unrestricted free agent. If you play out that contract without signing an extension, which yeah. almost everyone does. The other option is you accept the qualifying offer, which I believe is like five, six, seven million, somewhere around there, like a substantially less amount of money. And it's a one year deal. And then, based
based on that, you're a free. And after that one year, you're a free agent, unrestricted. You can do whatever you want after your fifth year. That would be, or your fourth, fourth or fifth year, fifth year, I believe, for a first round pick. So you get free agency, you know, two or three years earlier, but it's a massive risk. You're turning down a hundred and fifty plus million dollar contract to sign a five million dollar, six million dollar deal for one year. So he could he could do he could take the qual the uh, not the qualifying he could take the um, the max extension and then ask for a trade, but that would be I would feel like that that I feel like I can't see him doing that because I think. He he wants to be the type of guy that wants to be like I want to be here. He doesn't want any bad press about him. He doesn't want to be like you know Aaron Rodgers like situation. That's essentially what Carmelo Anthony did to get to the Knicks, and people have since criticized Melo for that because he went that way to get the extra money, to get the extra year and the extra smart. money on his deal. Financially very smart, but it also left the Knicks with out a lot of assets imagine if they yeah. had been able to just sign carmelo anthony and retain gallinari and chandler and those two first round picks i mean yeah you then can flip that for a legitimate third star without mm-hmm. having to do anything but spend money on mellow which they had at the time they had the money to outright sign mellow if he had yeah. waited six months he didn't and they pulled the deal to get you know at the time a, a top 10 player in the league arguably top five and that's that. But Zion, if he was to decline the rookie Mac extension, it would be the first time in NBA history it's happened. Do you think he will? I don't think he will. I don't. I don't think his agent will let him do that, given how injury. Yeah, I don't want to say injury prone, but let's be honest. With the physical game he plays, how big he is, just the sheer size of him, and the recklessness he plays with. Um, I don't think his agent's going to let him turn down 150 plus million dollars. It's just not going to happen. So, do you think he's going to play out those seven years then, or do you think he? Because no. he's no chance. No, no, no chance. chance. Yeah, because I, I mean, think he signs it, and then the next year requests a trade, but it might not be longer than that. You know, I think, I think he's got maximum three years left in New Orleans. Max. I think, I think, I think this chance there is a chance he could take the qualifying offer. I don't want to say, I mean, I think it's possible. Even if he had a pretty bad injury, I think he would still get max money from tons of teams. Oh, yeah. No, so, absolutely. like, I think so like in, his, regardless. in his situation, uh, you know, I mean, for that one year, it's a loss of money. But, but to, like, money's not his issue when it comes to marketing and all this stuff. So, like, regardless of his injury, unless it's, like, Honestly, even if it was like a Paul George injury or like a Kevin Ware injury, I could still see him getting max money. So like, I mean, look um, at Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, yeah, arguably the worst basketball injury you can have. And yes, and he's thirty, and he's a he's guy older. I think he's older that. than that. And when he when he had the injury, I'm saying. Oh, when he had the injury, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's thirty two now. Um, yeah, I think he's thirty two now. Um, so you know, I mean, obviously Zion isn't the arguably the best player in basketball like Durant was at the time of his injury but top 15 and with the potential to be in that top three or four players in the league conversation in the next year oh yeah I mean he's the most coveted young player from the stance of basketball and off the court yeah yeah definitely the most I think I think the only argument is Luca yeah but I think I think just 
if we're on his marketability though it's because we've known about him so much longer than luca and he was um, the first overtime star he was the first guy that overtime made famous and mm-hmm. over time, you know, now there's a second generation of Lamelo and Mikey Williams and Bronny who are going to be in the league in two years, three years, uh, class of 2023. Yeah. Um, even Chet Holgram coming up, who's going to be at Gonzaga next year. But, you know, yeah, Zion was kind of – he's he had more Instagram followers in high school than most NBA players. Oh, yeah. Which is insane. Um, so – I believe like LeBron and like it was like ten players in the league that had less in, or more Instagram followers than Zion when he was in high school. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I, to me, I just don't, I don't see any way that Zion doesn't. But if anyone up. could, it'd be him. If anyone could take that risk, it'd be him. I almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, listen. I think we all knew kind of KP was bluffing, but the Knicks couldn't afford to take that chance, even if it was a one percent chance he was bluffing. You couldn't afford to take it, especially when you yeah. had two first-round picks and you know seventy-five million in cap space waiting for you if you make that deal. Yeah. Um. So you know that I understand it from the Knicks' perspective, but you know maybe they maybe the Pelicans just say they. I mean, because if he signs a qualifying offer, then they know for a fact he's gone. So. Oh all they yeah. Have to do is know that they just have to. He just has to turn down the extension because there's yeah. a period where he will get offered the extension and not have to accept it yet and can think about the qualifying offer and mm-hmm. then sign that later. So if he doesn't – basically, if you're the Pelicans and you put this max deal in, in front of Zion on the table with him and his agent in the room, if he doesn't pick up a pen and sign it in 30 seconds, you have to know that he's gone. I mean, it, mm-hmm. however long it takes someone to pick up a pen off a table and sign their name – I mean, what, 10 seconds? That long. If he hesitates at all, you know there's at least doubt. And if there's doubt, you're in trouble as the least valuable team in one of the smallest markets in the NBA. I mean, not like New Orleans is literally the least valuable team in the league. Like, they're they're dead last, yeah. number 30. Um, granted, I, I'd much rather live in New Orleans than a lot of other NBA <clears throat> markets. Probably, you know, New Orleans is probably in the top half of cities I'd want to live in of the NBA cities, but from a marketability standpoint, I just don't see how Zion doesn't end up with one of the six teams in New York, LA, Boston, Chicago, and Miami. Seven yeah. teams, 16, two, four, yeah, seven teams. I just don't see it. I don't, he, he's got to be in a big market. He wants to be in a big market. We knew from the second he got drafted and we saw his face, he didn't want to be in New Orleans. He's happy to be in the league. He's happy that he's playing. He's drafted. Who isn't going to be happy about that? But you. Where did he grow up again? Uh, South Carolina. Okay. I believe he went to high school in South Carolina. Yeah, he's not going to Spartans. He's not. Like he's not that. going to the Hornets. No, no. No, I. I um, think. I honestly think. Um, I think it's New York. I do. I think it's the Knicks. I. Uh, if it, especially if Zion, if R.J. Barrett's there. If R.J. Barrett signs an R.J., the, Knicks, the way he talks about the Garden, um, I think the only other fact that we don't know is whenever the situation is, I mean, it could be in a couple years, could be, you know, four years, um, who the Knicks coach at the time, hope, I mean, it, hope, you'd think it's Tibbs, but you never know. Um, hope, I, yeah, I mean, honestly, it feels like Tibbs was in, in Chicago for two decades. <clears throat> he was there for five and a half years. Yeah. So you never know what the, the – 
mobility of coaches and, you know, they, they get fired and we definitely will go over some of the firings that happened recently with coaches soon. But, um, you know, I don't know how much he likes Tibbs. I'd imagine he likes him. He, I'm sure he, he doesn't have much of a opinion. Um, you know, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it's the type of thing where like, I don't know if coach K for example, knows him well or someone like that. And is like, you'll love playing for Tibbs. And then he's yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take his word you know, for it. If your best friend is there and says, Hey, he's great. Or, Hey, yeah, he's uh, that he too, likes yeah. things this way. I mean, they're, RJ Barrett's his best friend. Think about anyone in life. You just like, yeah, yeah. I get to go team up and play with my best friend in New York City. Like, yeah, fucking sign me Z up. Zion's oh, a hardworking kid too. He's a very hardworking kid. And if there's somewhere he can improve his game other than shooting, it's defense. Um, and yes. Tibbs can obviously help him with that. So absolutely, it, you know. And I, I do think, you know, like, what is Zion's, what is Zion's goal? What is his goal? Does he want to be? Uh, win multiple champions? Does he want to make the most money? Does he want to be one of the greatest of all time? Probably that one, but, you know. I think um, he values legacy a lot. I think yeah, really I, I think so, too. And, I, and I, I mean, like, because you look at his shoe deal, just, I mean, it's, and it's a completely different thing, but he took about 20% less to sign with Jordan because of the brand name, because of the legacy, because of what it meant to be part of the Jordan brand. Yeah. And I think he would apply a lot of that same thing to his free agency destination, you know, what it means to be a Laker, what it means to be a Celtic, what it means to be a Nick, what it means to be a Chicago bull. Like, I think yeah. that matters to him, you know, and especially winning in those places, you know, uh, Chicago yeah. and New York, where it would mean a lot, you know, Chicago, obviously they have the six from Jordan, but they've been really bad outside of Michael Jordan, you know? Yeah. I, 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 Jordan I can't Jordan. see him going to out of those. I could see LA. I could see Chicago for that reason. Um, depending on, you know, how close he gets to Jordan if he wants to fill those shoes. Um, I can't see the Celtics. I can't see the Clippers. Um, yeah, I don't I really say if it's a, if it's L.A., it's only the Lakers. Yeah, and I, I don't I, – I personally, even being a Heat fan, I don't see Miami. Um, you know, Riley's really getting up there. I mean, he's going to be getting up there at that time. If He, he might not even be yeah. involved at that time. I don't particularly see – I'm not saying it's impossible, but I would say the top choices would be Knicks – then probably uh, Bulls than Lakers are, you know, flipping those two or three. But I, th I think, I think I've said this on record. I think with almost near certainty, 95, 99, whatever percent that he will play for the Knicks at some point, I think it's extremely high. I think it's almost a hundred. Yeah. At, at some point in his career, not even as probably at some point in his career, I think he's going to play in New York, but a lot of people did say that about LeBron as well. So yeah, you never know, yeah, but fair. but also I don't think LeBron had has said such things so such condemning to his city that he was with, or is the people around him for that matter, not really yeah. him, and so much in a positive uh, light for weird New how, York. How much he talks about New York and how open he is about his his love for New York. He just lights um, up. He like lights up yeah. like a kid on Christmas. So yeah, yeah, he really does. And you're right. No one else, even the people that were rumored to do, you know, Durant. You know, every reporter in the country was reporting for months that Durant was going to be was going to sign with the Knicks, and he he himself was mum mum's the word on it. He didn't give any clues, he didn't give any indicators. He didn't you know there wasn't even like a you know oh we kind of caught him giving TMZ this weird cryptic comment like no. he didn't say shit. It was just every reporter in the country got it wrong until a week beforehand. Yeah, um, so. 
you know, I, I think he's definitely different in that sense. But and 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 he's and he. It's funny because when he said it, he was like the Knicks were never even like a top option for me. So he claims he was like, were they on the table? Yeah, like I did it out of courtesy. But like he's like the Knicks were never like. You know, the thing was, if Kyrie really wanted to go to the Knicks and was like, yeah, we're doing the Knicks, then that obviously greatly increased his chances of doing that. But I, I think it was always, like, it was an option from that sense. Like, if Kyrie is like, we're going to the I Knicks. I think it was the other way around. I think, I mean, I think, I don't believe, for first of all, I don't believe a word that Durant says about the Knicks after the fact. Um, I think Durant went into this thought process, his free agency thought process. He wanted to play for the Knicks. And but his but what was meant most to him was playing with Kyrie Irving, and when Kyrie Irving said, "I don't want to go to the Knicks, I want to go to Brooklyn," it all changed. When he couldn't, he let Kyrie. Yeah, that's that's him. possible. I don't, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I think Kyrie playing with Kyrie was the most important thing to him. But I definitely, yeah, I think so that too. Yeah, if it, I I agree with the Kyrie part. I don't I don't know if he was as. I don't know. I don't know if he was as strung up on the Knicks in particular. I don't know. Um, the, the thing with Durant was so weird is that he's like never like wants like he's never that one guy. Like he's always been like you know he goes to the the Thunder. It's like a very low key area. Then he goes to the Warriors and there's a bunch of other stars and like I don't know. Like I don't know if he like likes the spotlight in that sense of like being the guy in the Knicks, like, he's on the Nets. Why is he on the Nets? Like, yeah, obviously because of Kyrie, but it's like, like, he doesn't want that extra attention. Like, he always tries to be like, I'm just a normal guy. I'm this. Like, I feel like he doesn't like that extra, like, like that New York media. Obviously, like, the Nets media is not the New York media. And it's it's different. Like, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, different. Like, he doesn't small, want... I mean, the Nets might as well be a fucking small market team. That's yeah, for sure. They are. So it's like, I, I like he doesn't want to deal with that BS, like, to me. Like, he doesn't want to deal with that. He wants to be low-key. He wants to have his burner accounts. He wants to go on dates with porn stars and do things. But, like, he doesn't want people to know about them. Like, he wants to do things his own way. So it, He wants to be rich, but he doesn't want to be famous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But Unfortunately, like, his wealth comes from his fame. Yeah, that it does. You know, but uh, The environment, but... Yeah, I mean, I think overall, I think, you know, it's just, it, it's going to be a couple years of where's Zion going next? Where's he going? Like, mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's already clear that, I think this is now confirmation of everyone's <clears throat> thoughts that Zion would eventually get out of New Orleans. And I think it's happening a little sooner than people thought in terms of rumors, but three coaches in three years, it's rough not to think about it. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's just a matter of time and and the process in which it, it takes for him to get out of there. Uh, but I think it's I think it's now concrete that he he will leave in the next two to three years. Um, so we'll see. Get ready for three years of photoshops and and rumors and reports and ninety percent of which will be wrong at some point. Um, but moving on, um, I guess we talk a little bit about the coach firings. We do yeah. minutes on that. Um, I guess SVG, you know, going in from Zion, Stan Van Gundy, were you surprised at all to see that? I I wasn't, but I think a lot of people kind of were. Not necessarily like it's more of a shock value when it got tweeted out, but then once you took a step back and thought about it, like, okay, I get it makes sense. For who? For who? Stan Van Gundy. Oh, Stan, I was – I thought they were going to give him more than a year. I did. I thought they were going to give him more than a year. I, I – what I – 
uh, they were talking about on inside uh, the NBA last night during the game, halftime or, you know, in between the games. And Shaq was saying that, like, Stan Van Gundy is easily – I mean, this is a guy that played for Phil Jackson, the architect of the greatest offense in NBA history. He said that Stan Van Gundy's the best X's and O's guy he's ever played for. and But he's yeah. a no-nonsense guy. And he doesn't – he's very old school. He doesn't take bullshit. He, yeah, he got he, fired from Miami, like, somewhat quickly, too. Like, he was – yeah, he was there a few years, maybe four or something. But, like, he, like uh, – like, yeah. like, like, yeah, like, so, like, yeah, I get I get what you're saying. He doesn't really fit, like, the modern league and, like – That's what he was not, saying. He's it's not like a he, player's it, coach. The, the the young generation can't handle it. But he's like too tough for the young kids. But, like, do I think – my perception of it is I think Zion could take it, though. I agree. I agree. But uh, someone like Brandon Ingram doesn't uh, rub me as someone who can. You know. Maybe yeah, yeah, I could see Zoe that. too. Same thing. I could see. Well, Zoe's um, definitely gone. Yeah, he's gone too. They're gonna lose him for nothing. And that's the thing. What? And that's the thing. Once, once he he's gonna go, and like that's his boy. He he said, I don't want him being traded. Like I want him to stay. So like that's gonna be another thing. You're gonna hear more things once once Alonzo, uh, once he signs somewhere else, um. Yeah, well, it's going to be an he's issue. Restricted. He's restricted. So the Pelicans could just say, yeah, okay, well, we're going to pick you up and then we're going to trade you. But what's worse, like letting him go and kind of saying like, dude, Zion, we didn't have the money, man. Like we didn't have the – I could see them pulling that. I could see them pulling that. Or signing him and then being like six months later trading him so you get something for him. But it's almost like you're kind of lying to Zion's face and that could really backfire for you. You know, yeah, I get. I feel like one of the the option one of just letting them walk is kind of, hey Zion, like this is a business. You got to understand, like your boys aren't gonna always be there. Yeah, where you, you guys you like are gonna get traded. Guys you like are gonna sign other uh, with other teams. Like this mm-hmm. fucking NBA, you know, it's how it works. Yeah, but and that's like this is that falls into this is a business. But if you bring him back. And then trade him six months later. That kind of now gets into the territory of, okay, this was kind of a swindle. You know, I feel, yeah, I, think, I feel I got got. I think either way it's bad. I think either way it's not. It's not. It's either way it's going to be spun bad and it's not going to be good. And Lonzo, at the end of the day, Zion's not going to like it either way. Yeah, and the media is not on the Pelicans' side because no no fucking media member wants Zion in New Orleans. They they just don't. They want him in New York, Chicago, L.A. Yeah. You know, that's just... Yeah, they're going to try and make that happen, so... Yeah, they're gonna try to, they'll, they'll spin but, um, it whatever way they could. Yeah, I, I, like, I'm just looking at Stan Van Gundy. Like, he he was assistant coach for years in Miami, like, seven or eight years, and then he was the coach for three years. Not even. Two years and 21 games. They they fired him after 21 games. The year before, he won 59. And then in 2005-06, they fired him after 21 freaking games. And then in Orlando... Fired him after five seasons, and we know how good they were there. They won fifty games four times. They went to the finals. They went to the finals. And I know, but but like even more impressive than that to me is they won over fifty games four times. Like, and then they fired him because he got in a rift with Dwight Howard, and then they fucking traded Dwight Howard. Yes, Dwight Howard, and then in know? Detroit, Detroit he wasn't good with, and like he was there four years, and that makes sense because it's a black hole, but. He like he gets fired quickly, so it's it's like set relatively quickly for compared to how good he is as a basketball mind. So that's well, six, very... that was the year that they fired him. Riley fired him and then took over himself. He was the yeah. coach and GM for a half a season, then won them a title. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's how that worked. Yeah, 
Well, yeah, it's, he, hard, it's tough to argue with the results on that. Yeah, one. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I like um, Stan, but it, it it's a great. And then and then who else? We have Stotts being like they parted ways, right? Yeah, there was so there was like kind of reports that Billups was going to take that job, but now those reports have kind of been retracted, or maybe it's just kind of put on hold. And they're not well, yeah, I don't I don't know. Chelsea's who... with the Clippers right now. Maybe still, they're just trying to wait uh, till. Still, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe he's they're... just maybe he's like I'm just focused on this because we like. You know, there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they was like, you know, hold your horses because no one's really making moves right now. No. Um, I I was kind of surprised like that we saw a couple firings yesterday out of nowhere, like at the same time out of nowhere. Usually like there's kind of a Black Monday type thing for the for the coaches who don't make the playoffs. But we're, you know, three, four weeks out of the start of the playoffs. You know, we're deep into the second round. Um, so it was weird to have like two coaches fired at, like within an hour of each other, mm-hmm. you know, between Scott Brooks. I mean, I guess they weren't Van Gundy was fired, but Brooks, they just agreed to part ways. His contract was up and they didn't. Not yeah, listening. that's what it was. Scott Brooks. I don't really even know what to think of him. I think he's okay. I don't. Yeah, I like... think he's a solid coach. Um, he had so much talent in, in Oklahoma City. Yeah, like I like there's there, like he's not in like a Terry Stotts tier for me though. No, no. Um, I just don't know what. I mean, hard pass on that job too. I don't know who's gonna take that job. Someone obviously will, but hard pass on that job if I'm gonna. Yeah, I mean, I'll like, tell if you, I'm Terry Stotts, hard pass on taking that job. Yeah, I think you'll see like someone like Terry Stotts either go to the Celtics or wait for another year or. Celtics. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Pelicans made a run at him. I mean, the Pelicans job is way more attractive than, than it is, but it's like it's almost in a short term sense. It's attractive. Yeah, that's fair. That's because so of what we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, so like, I, yeah, it's weird. I don't. The Celtics would be a fine spot for for Stotts to land. Yeah, I think it'd be probably one of the best spots. Yeah. Um. I just don't. Yeah. With the, with the Wizards, I mean. To me, I, th- you know, I think would actually be a solid coach for them is, is Kenny Atkinson, because All right. he's what yeah. he's done, what he did in Brooklyn, like with less. Wizards, I'm not a yeah. fan of the Wizards roster, but they have more talent than Kenny Atkinson ever had in in Brooklyn. You know, is he an assistant coach? Now, now, or what do you mean? Now, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. I forget where he is, but he he made his name as an assistant with the Knicks. Yeah, I know. And that. then and then Brooklyn took him to be the head coach, and, and we know how that went. But, you know, the, yeah. those teams before the Stars got there, that's kind of like, you know, he's a guy that, like Thibs, he gets a lot out of his players. You know, he gets he the does. most out of the talent, even if it's not the most talented roster. So I think he's kind of the perfect guy to, one, like get the most out of this team that actually looked pretty promising in the second half of this year. You know, if they had played, if they had played what they – did in the second half all year, they would have been a six or a seven seed in these playoffs and not a 10 seed. They would have, they would have been a really solid team, you know, not really solid, but you know, they would have been, they would have moved up a few spots. So, but I I think it's clear. And I think the wizards are the only ones who don't realize they need to go through a rebuild yet. There's no way to improve that roster without trading Beal and Russ for the long term. you know? Yeah, for sure. It's just, you got to get what you can get for Bradley Beal. First of all, you, you got if you can unload that Russ contract, great. You know, but if you can get something for Russ, even better. 
I just don't know who's going to sign up for $44 million of rust, but it is an expiring deal. He's got it after next season. He's got a player options, which he could decline. He could accept. I mean, you have to assume he's going to take a, a longer term deal that, you know, maybe at 20 something million, not 40 million. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you're stuck with just Bradley Beal and you're back to being trash. Not that you're fantastic now, but it just doesn't. There's no, they don't have cap flexibility. They don't have a high draft pick. It's just, they're, they're in a real tough spot. You know, they don't, uh, that's why I say it's a, it's a really tough job. There's no, it's not even like where you can, like your Brett Brown with the Phillies where you, or the Sixers, where you could say, Hey, like you got a long leash. We know this is a two, three, four year turnaround. Mm-hmm. We got some high For draft sure. picks. We got a lot of cap flexibility. Let's build this thing from the ground up. Like. They're yeah, they're, they're going to need from time. Getting to the point where they can think about building from the ground up. In they're like the Suns. They're two years from being two years away. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they're going in the wrong. They're two years away from being like they still have to go in the wrong direction first, which is the problem. Yeah. And they don't realize it. They're the only people who don't realize it. Yeah, for so, sure. You know, that's why it's a tough job for me. But I, I think Atkinson would be a good coach to manage that as long as they give him. A long leash. I'm, when I say a long leash, I mean four or five years long. Yeah, leash. for sure. Because yeah. that's what this job. Is. I just don't want to see someone get there. A G League coach who's really performing well, or a top assist like a Sam Cassell. I, I mean, Sam Cassell deserves a shot, and I'd be happy for him if he got this job. Yeah. But you know, I don't want to see Sam Cassell's first job set him up for failure. And I feel like that's what this does. Even if Atkinson does it and fails. He's at least still got the success with the Nets to point to, yeah. and all of that success as an assistant coach. So, when you if you're Cassell, all you really have left is your success with this, as an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I don't know. Um, all right. Well, let's let's take a quick run through this series um, where we think we're at. Um, Bucks Nets. Big three two game tonight. Do we think the Nets close it out, or does no. Milwaukee extend it? Uh, I think Milwaukee definitely extends it. Um, really weird. Like uh, a lot of teams just had these furious comebacks. Um, Nets being one. I looked, I was at the Met game. I look, I'm like, Durant's got like 20 points. It's like late third, 20 points, like good amount of rebounds, like 10 and a good amount of assists. And I'm like, and he took, he was seven 11 from the field. When I looked at it with like two minutes left in the third, I'm like, I'm like, what is he doing? Like, I'm like, why is he taking 11 shots in three quarters? And then I saw Harden was playing. I was like, one for 10. I'm like, what is Harden even playing? I was so confused. Maybe I was a little intoxicated, just a little. But um, I was just so confused. And then I, I find out he had 49 points. I was like, that can't be right. He had 20. So that he just. Yeah, he, he absolutely went off. I don't, I don't, I don't know what, like, what the game plan was like. Uh, but that was, that was insane. Um, is Harden playing again? Is he, like, okay to play again? I don't. To be honest, I don't know. I think I think so because he played a lot. Like he yeah, he played like forty six minutes or something. But yeah, he just played so like bad. He, he you know was on did like he, a twenty twenty five minute. Did he look? Like, I mean, I know he missed. Did you watch the game? Did he like look like he just couldn't do anything? He looked. Yeah, he looked terrible. He looked terrible. Um, and I think that's kind of why Durant was like, yeah. I'm, I'm, Brooklyn I'm, Nets oh, Kyrie Irving out. James Harden is available. So um, yeah, but this line went from minus two and a half to now minus five and a half. Over the yeah, last that was that days. was a day ago. Sorry, yeah. So maybe, um, maybe he's not playing. Yeah, so it's now five and minus five and bucks minus five and a half. I, mean, uh, I, I think the Bucks in Milwaukee. 
I think the Bucks win. I, I really I'm do. I'm going one step further. I think the Bucks win the series. I think they might I too. Think that was a. I think that was an anomaly from Durant, and and the Bucks come out of this, you know, and and yeah. really show themselves. Uh, I, I think, think the Bucks I, win back to back. Needs to be a convincing win tonight, though. Needs to be a convincing win. No yeah. buzzer beater. Yeah, it can't, can't be, be like, like. Yeah. Can't be nice. Yeah. Three point win. Dribble out. Yeah. yeah I, I agree. The Suns. Nice the Suns absolutely destroyed. The Nuggets, which I thought it was like, I think I said five or six. The Suns are the real fucking deal. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. They I are. They are. A, seven. They are. A they are a serious title contender. Serious. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, what about Philly and and Atlanta after that deflating? They've blown two games in a row. Season. The last one they were up twenty six. It was another game I saw. I was out somewhere. I was out at the game same night. I and I'm like, they're up fourteen. I'm like that's probably what accurate. And then eventually they were. Oh, I'm sorry. That was that was that was the first game that they blew with a 14 point lead. The second time it was yesterday. They blew a 26 point lead. Like, and I saw. I look. I always look at like the the charts of like on ESPN where it shows like how the points are being scored and like intervals and stuff. And like they just went flat. They didn't score for like seven minutes. And I'm like, Ben Simmons is was, fucking terrible. Ben Simmons is fucking terrible. Insane. Ben Simmons is terrible. They, they should have traded. They should have traded them for Harden when they had the chance last year. I, I can't. St I have insider info on Ben Simmons that he's a condescending, egotistical prick, and he fucking sucks at fucking free throws. And he just doesn't seem like he cares. That's the thing. He, and, and I really, I really, I really That's can't what stand I said him. Last week, like I don't, I don't ever want to hear someone say Ben Simmons is a hard worker. He puts the game first. He puts his team first. He's a gym rat. He loves the game. There's no reason he can't be LeBron. There's no reason he can't be LeBron esque. LeBron couldn't shoot when he came into the league. Yeah, but like yeah, LeBron's I mean, a hard worker, obviously. For six years. Listen, if if you did me or you dedicated our lives to learning how to shoot a basketball, we would be fantastic spot up spot up open gym shooters like fantastic i'm talking shooting 90 percent from anywhere within three feet of the three-point line yeah if you if that's dedicate your your life to it your time to it that's it and now we're talking about a guy who's already a professional player like don't i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear he doesn't have the ability it's just yeah. it's, it's embarrassing I don't he was know how 4 he's 14 from the line so. He's four fourteen, and then you have Joel Embiid, who's six fucking twelve. I know that's not real, but like he's a seven footer, and he's eleven to thirteen. So don't talk yeah. to me about hand size either. I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know what to say about the series. I don't even know. It's insane. Um, I don't. I, I. I. I'm still gonna lean. I guess lean to Hawks and. I mean, sorry, Sixers and seven. But if anyone can blow leads like this, it's Doc freaking Rivers. Yeah, I'm gonna lean the same way. Do, doing it again. Doing it again. Doc Rivers is doing the most Doc Rivers thing-esque. People say I'm too hard on him. Look, listen, when I'm critical of someone, Doc Rivers seems like a great guy. I, he seems like I've never heard a bad word about Doc Rivers the person. But as a coach, he is so beyond overrated. Only coach ever to blow multiple 3-1 leads. He's done it three times. Um, done it three times. No one's done it more than once. Like, And now he's blowing this leads this big in games. Uh, you missed me with Doc Rivers. Yeah. Um, all right, and then the Clippers, I think, you know, I, I, I love – I think the Clippers closed it out at home. Um, Even without without, Pete, without without Kawhi again? Yeah, I think I think they did so much confidence for PG in this game. It, it's it, – Well, what, PG I'll, haters I'll, were real quiet last night. Uh, yeah, quiet. I definitely he, – he went off. I, and uh, you got to give him credit for sure. But one thing, I'm not saying an excuse for – 
most likely being wrong in the series, but like I did not think Mike Conley was missing the entire series. That's fair. That's like, fair. like, they said like he might be back next game. They they were if he's back next <clears throat> if he's back next game, I think they definitely win. Um, because the thing is, yeah. they don't really have any people to drive and penetrate. Mike Conley's such a huge loss because he can penetrate. Like Bogdanovich, those guys, they're mainly shooters, and they're mainly shooters. So yeah. like you you like Clarkson can a little bit. Um, I still He's think just they an athletic slasher, you know. Yeah, I still think they can win the series for sure if if Conley's back and effective. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, be sure to check us out on all the socials, Bleacher Fan or Bleacher Fan Sports. Check out the website and uh, check out the store as well. Get some great gear. Um, we will be back next week and we'll see you then.